And now, the starting lineup for your favorite Chicago sports podcast. From Butler University, standing at an immeasurable height similar to Sean Bradley. The one always wearing shorts during Midwest winters. On analytics, it's Thomas Pygon. From a college that is as forgettable as Mike Glennon, he is one of 50 Asian Americans standing over 5'10", spending his time collecting worthless basketball trading cards, your narrative sportscaster, Matt Kudo. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Windy City Cynics. Hey everybody, welcome welcome to our podcast, welcome all you cynics. Uh, you are currently listening to, you know what you're listening to, the Windy City Cynics, of course. Me and uh, and Thomas on the other line, go ahead and say hi Thomas. Hi. Hey. Enthusiastic as always. <laughs> uh, during this episode, of course, Super Bowl week, uh, in a frigid, frigid Wednesday night, I think... Uh, Thomas, I don't know what it's like over in Indy, but I think here it's like minus thirty something with the wind chill. Yeah, we're like that level too. Yeah, we're uh, we're out by a lakefront. It probably doesn't help. So. Yeah, it yeah. is chilly here. Stay safe and warm. Chicago is even colder. Get get toasty. I don't even. I'm pretty sure that it's actually colder in Chicago than it is in Antarctica, which is a really weird thought. I think Antarctica right now is negative 17. Jesus. And uh, it's 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 pushing towards negative 20 out in the windy city. Um, but you don't you don't want to be depressed by the weather. You want to be depressed by this Super Bowl matchup. So uh, so let's get right into it. Our first team straight out of California, sunny LA, the Rams. Who could have seen this coming? Spoiler alert everybody. Um, we, we know that they were dipping at the end of the, at the tail end of the season, but Hey, I mean, they're here now made a very competitive NFC kind of look like they're chodes. Thomas, what do you think? You know what? In our defense, we both pick saints and the saints and the saints would have won had they gotten that call right at the end of the game. Yeah. But we're we're not here to talk about calls. Part of the game, buddy boy. Yeah. I think the Rams are good and... I think the Rams are good. They're a good team. I think they're I think they're good too. And that's um, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams are good. End it there. Um, let's uh let's actually just break down this team. We'll talk about uh some of the key players and then uh then we'll go over talking about their opposition. Wonder who those guys are. Um start off with their quarterback, Jared Goff, who looks like a completely different person than who they drafted. I remember um when LA first first moved out there um you know they wanted to get that marquee draft pick and and they drafted jared goff and he kind of looked like a bus his first year two years ago um thomas what are you thinking of this quarterback you know i think i think he's better he's obviously improved that's obvious um and you know I think games, and especially in Super Bowls, come down to quarterback-coach combos. Mm-hmm. People have talked about that forever, I feel. Mm-hmm. But, and then, so comparing him to Brady Belichick, 
if I'm gonna go, if I wanna, if I have to pick, obviously that's the more consistent one. But Goff, I think, has deserves some credit this year. He's been in the top in the, he's been in the top half of the league for passing yards, passing touchdowns, and he's been able to keep that offense going, even without Gurley. And I think I think a lot of credit goes to that offensive line. Just because their offensive lines made C.J. Anderson look incredible, yeah, of course, and they've given him all day to throw. Mm-hmm. But you you do have to give him some credit too. If he can't throw the ball to the guys that needs that are open, then even if he's got all day, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out well. Sure, uh, I think this is a solid team emphasis on the team part, and I think that's what mm-hmm. makes Jared Goff such a good quarterback. Is you know you talk about the coverage, but you also talk about the tools he he had over the season. I really enjoyed, since we're not going to talk about him because he's not going to be on the Super Bowl roster, Cooper Cup deserves a lot of attention because he's been, a, in my opinion, a five-star receiver. Him along with Brendan Cooks. He was great played, yeah. yeah. exactly. And um, obviously the offensive line that you, um, that you talked about are things that promote Jared Goff to, to execute and do well as a quarterback on such a good team, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, yeah, he's been good. Uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't quite compare him to like he's not why that team is good. Yeah, though. exactly. It's you know this this is a fun team to watch. It's really cool, but it's not like it's it's not like your prototypical modern NFL team where the whole thing revolves around the quarterback. You know, and um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about Jared Goff. Who knows? Like he's such a young guy that like he won't be hitting his prime until a few years down the road. And at that point, this Rams team could very well look completely different, you know? Um, yeah. I would say like barring, barring some like crazy plays or anything like that, he probably won't be the reason that the Rams would win this, this matchup. Uh, yeah. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. Can we, uh, can we talk about the, the running back core for this team real quick? I shouldn't say real quick, but if you want to dive into it, you know, Todd Gurley running, and running backs for the Rams. Yep. Um, CJ Anderson's looked incredible the last few games. Yeah, during the postseason for sure. I mean, I think, I think all the credit there—not maybe all of it, but a large majority of the credit should go to the, um, to the line and the way they've played. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I like to sing about offensive lines all the time, but I really do think they make or break teams. I mean, you look at the two teams right now that are in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. You look at the two teams that remain in the playoffs that are in the Super Bowl. They've got two of the better offensive lines in the game. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to not justify them. But I think that's I think the running game will be important this, especially this game, because the Patriots have been leaning on the running game more too as of late during the playoffs. They, have. they definitely have. Yep. Feeding the feeding Sonny Michelle and. Um, Obviously, we have James White on the receiving end. They're a tough team to guard in that sense. I I do think this, you know, you can't talk about this season without mentioning Todd Gurley. He's just that good. Yeah. And I I think both of both of these guys, C.J. Anderson has been good in the postseason because of the offensive line. And I mean, you're totally right. The openings that are created for this guy when when they do run. You could you can just like drive a car straight through. I mean, like, I think um it's it's a huge credit to guys like Andrew Whitworth on the um on the offensive line, who mm-hmm. are are doing an amazing job covering blocks for these running backs. And 
I I fully believe in the system that they have to where it's like at this point it doesn't really matter if they give the ball to Gurley or, or Anderson. They're you know they they can get you a first down for sure. Yeah. Um you want to talk about the receivers and then we'll move on to uh defense after that. Um you know, I think the Rams receivers have have been a bit of an unsung group this year. Partially because I think that's one of the th- other things that opens the whole opens the field up for Gurley too. They like to run three out a lot of the time yep. with three receivers, which used to be uh, when everyone was healthy, it'd be Cup Woods and um, Cooks. Cooks. There yep. we go. I'm told by his name. Was another another four letter one. Right. Um, but yeah, Cooks, Cups, four letter Cup Woods and Cooks. There we go. Cup Wood and Cooks. They were all. I think they've all played great, and Wood, Wood especially, I think has looked very good these last couple of games. He has. I think it's kind of interesting watching this Rams team in the playoffs because we're seeing a lot of like unsung heroes during the regular season that are coming into their own during the postseason. Uh, yeah, not that not that Woods had a bad regular season, not, but yeah, no. yeah. But I mean, like him and Anderson were not were kind of overshadowed by guys like Brendan Cooks, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup. So it is. Yeah, I mean, is Anderson, cool. Anderson. They just picked up at the at less at the end of the season, and he's been great for them. Yeah, he was. He was on the Broncos for most of the season, wasn't he? I think he was just a free agent. I'm not even sure. Oh wow, nuts. Yeah, I mean, I for sure didn't didn't. He wasn't even on my radar until a few weeks ago. So. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it could, he couldn't have been. Yeah. He uh he he was like moving around between teams, Panthers, Raiders, and then landed on the Rams at some point this season. So. <laughs> I knew him. I knew him from the Broncos, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I think this receiving core is really what gets get this gets this team moving down the field, and I think again I hate drawing links back back over here because we won't shut up about it, but it really is on the offensive linemen to sort of I don't know really shut shut down any rush defense that um and create time for for jared goff to to make some of these throws to these receivers who are getting open it's i mean it's kind of interesting i I didn't even really think about it until you know we started talking about it but yeah a lot of this team does revolve around uh those offensive linemen guys and no matter what position we talk about it's like well brendan coast has been good because he's he's been having a lot of time to get open for his first throws and like i don't know do you think he's been doing better on this team than when he was on like the patriots I wouldn't say it. He's been good on both teams, but I wouldn't say he's been noticeably better on the Rams. I mean, he definitely helps the team. I I think. Yeah, he's been good, but he like like I said, you're right. It's a team. This is this Rams is definitely the this Rams team is definitely the exemplification of a team for sure. More than a single player for sure. And that that leads me to uh, the next part of this team. I think this this last part we'll cover um, on the defensive end of the ball. We got big name guys like Aaron Donald and the Dominican Sue who. You know, we've we kind of we've been bashing them, let's be real, for for a while now about how we never really thought these guys are as good as as the reputation says for them, but I mean like let's not kid ourselves. You don't get this far in the playoffs without having a good defense. At least an okay defense, mm-hmm. I will say. I do think their defense gets a bit overrated. I would yeah, I mean I'd still agree with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, I mean, in terms of third down percentage, they're an average team. In terms of points given up per game, they're, I think, around 12. No, they're even lower, I think. 
It, yeah, they're 13. It's just... But, I, I mean, that being said, you know, there's still a solid enough defense to keep their offense in games. And when you got an offense that good, you don't need to have the best defense in the league. Exactly. So, yeah, you just need them yeah. to take the field. And it, honestly, it's not hard with, obviously, the tackles like Aaron Donald and the Dominican Sue, but also with the cornerbacks, Akib Tlaib and Marcus Peters, like, those guys will get the offense the ball. And that's all that matters with this team because you know they're going to go down the field and score. Yeah, they got a lot of big names, and I think they have underperformed for the amount of big names they have. That being said, they've still played incredibly well. Yeah, they have. They have. I mean, holding the Saints to 23 points. Yeah, you don't – I mean <laughs> – 23 points isn't, un, isn't like, not a lot, but that's also a very good Saints offense. It, so It is. It is. I mean, I – we don't need to talk about the play unless you really want to go into it. No, quick. I don't need to talk okay. about it. <laughs> it's, I, like, I don't know about you, but when I saw that play, I just like I, I didn't even care. I just started laughing. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> yeah. was, uh, it, the, the camera panned over and like you just saw him get clobbered before he even like got a chance to look at the got a chance to look at the ball and like uh, I don't know. <laughs> just a, yeah, just, just... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know who that is. He needs to be fired, though. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I guess to top off this LA Rams team before we talk about their opponents, um, everyone is on fire for their coach Sean McVay. You know, the young gunner who's who's out there and is like, oh, the offensive mastermind. What do you What do you think of Sean McVay? And do you think all this like clout around him is 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 warranted? Do you think he deserves all this attention he's getting? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think parts of him, he does deserve to get a lot of attention. Other parts, not so much. Hmm. Um, I think, I do think he's obviously an above average coach. I feel like that, that. Yeah, let's, let's just get out of the way. He's obvious. he's a good coach. He's a, he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. Is he the best coach in the league? I would say probably not, but I don't really know for sure who had taken over him. So it's, I think it's a hard to say argument. I do think he gets a bit overrated. Just because who is that guy he replaced? Something Fisher. Jared Fisher. I'll let me look it up. I think his name is Jared Fisher. It's Jared Fisher. Wait, no, it's not. I know who he is. How do we? We should really. We should really know this guy. Uh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Yeah. There we go. Jeff Fisher is was horrible. The worst coach in the league. You don't absolutely terrible. Really didn't. He was so bad. He was a dinosaur. He had, yeah, he, he was awful. He was he was old, but I mean, he he took the Tennessee Titans pretty far ten years ago. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ten, again, ten years ago yeah. though. He like and he didn't know how to run a modern offense, which is my problem with him. But and so you get McVeigh in, a guy who knows how to run a modern offense, and he, this team was loaded with talent. Jared Goff was you know at least an above average quarterback. Even you could see that even back then. Yeah. Todd Gurley was obviously great. He had a great rookie season. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to get that line performing incredibly well. I do think he deserves a lot of credit for making this Rams team into, into a 13-3 and Rams team. Sure. They're clicking, you know, it seems. I, I've never heard any controversy coming out of the Rams coaching staff. So, yeah, I I think you're you're coming off of jeff fisher right who's like old school typical coach i i compare him to like the john fox kind of kind of coach or whatever and you go to like the complete opposite i mean if i have to i hear enough about sean mcveigh as it is if i have to like read another article about how he's like eight years younger than tom brady i'm gonna blow my brains out like 
I'm so oh sick God, of yeah. hearing that. But yeah, I mean, good coach. But personally, and this is just my opinion, and maybe like a bit of envy is like seeping out. But I I think this team is so good that John Gruden could have coached it, and they still probably would have would have gone very far in the playoffs. Maybe I don't know if John Gruden, but I I agree <laughs> with you. Like. Oh, you didn't need the best coach of the league to do this. Definitely not. Although he very well might be. I, I'm not going to disagree with the fact he's been he's been great in his time there, and there's nothing I've seen from him that would make him me think for sure. he's not in the argument for best coach of for the league. For sure. A very, very capable coach and has taken this team very far. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's I think he's good. I think he's good. Um, okay. Introducing, surprise, surprise, the, uh, the team that nobody saw coming. Such long shots. I... I can't even believe that they're here. <laughs> I can't. I can't even do this. This is ridiculous. The New England Patriots, for the third time in four years, have made the Super Bowl, uh, spearheaded by Darth. Va- I mean Tom Brady and uh, and uh, Bill Belichick and and other other white guys that are receivers and stuff. Um, <clears throat> Thomas, let's let's talk about this team. Let's talk about Tom Brady, as if he hasn't been talked about already. The 41-year-old from from Michigan. Uh, 199th pick. I I think this is like the 400th time I've I've heard this statement and the first time I've actually said it myself. But um, yeah, the the uh, poster boy for for old men. What do, what do you think of Tom Brady? I think that if the Patriots win this game, it will not be because of Tom Brady. You want to explain? I think I think Tom Brady is an incredible mm-hmm. player. An incredible quarterback, but I think if you look at how he's played this postseason, I I'd be less not I'm not less impressed. He's played very well. I think he struggled a little bit in the Kansas City game, throwing two interceptions. That was a fun so game. Two, that was a fun. I really yards. watching that game. But you look at what where this offense is clicking right now. Sony Michelle with 29 carries and 113 yards, two touchdowns. Rex Burkhead two touchdowns, 41 yards. And then you go back to even the Chargers game. Sonny Michelle, 24 carries, 129 yards, and three touchdowns. Rex Burkhead, another touchdown. They've gotten four touchdowns in both games off the just yeah, rushes. Whereas Tom Brady's only chipped in one. And not that Tom Brady's played poorly again. Like I said, he's still put in 350 yards of offense. But, I mean, that when you four touchdowns of running, you can tell this is a different Patriots sure. team. The, the guys in the... Or is it te- is it team that's not just Tom Brady? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's interesting because it's not like the Patriots have ever had in their illustrious, you know, history, um, that sort of go to running back or anything like that. But the rotation this year seems to be what's carrying them through the postseason, and I think, you know, I I I pr- haven't been wowed by the offensive line or anything like that, and so I give a little bit more credit to Sonny Michelle and James White for really taking advantage of the openings that they that they have had these past few games i know it probably frustrates you guys like you that had them had them on their fantasy team or whatever and they just never did anything during the regular yeah. season um no I, i'm happy to see Sonny michelle do well i just can't wait for me to pick him next year and then get burned yeah i get boned again or something uh <laughs> i i think you know tom brady tom brady is tom brady like i i don't want to say like I don't want to say that he's he's not going to be the reason that they don't win the Super Bowl because I, I think, like, it, it's just the opportunity has never arisen for him so far in the postseason. That being said, it's like, okay, I'm thinking back to the Kansas City game. 
um, before overtime, the Patriots were down. Tom, uh, Tom and the offense had to, you know, march down the field and score a touchdown with like, what, like barely over a minute to go, um, to uh, to even like be able to send it into overtime, and and he converted. And uh, I mean, there wasn't really a similar situation before before the this Patriots team in, during during the playoffs. I felt, and that, I think that was his one touchdown, right? Um, Missy. It was during the. I think it was during the Kansas City game. The rest were, uh, unless like they rushed it in at the last second. But regardless, like he was still able to. Yeah. No, he he threw a twenty-five yard pass to the Kansas City four, and then Rex Burkhead. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. And like. Yeah. Tom Brady has been good since before we were born, and like there doesn't need to be a lengthy conversation about why we know he's good. Like we know he's good. It's just, you know, is this guy gonna? do the same thing he's been doing for the past 20 years now i mean i don't know i don't even want to like think about if the patriots are going to be back here next year it's just like it's giving me a headache thinking about it um i i think his legacy is completely solidified at this point i thought it was solidified before the falcons game two years ago um oh yeah that that game was disgusting (laughs) and so yeah i mean Let's let's just uh let's stop talking about Tom Brady real quick and let let's just talk about who he's got the ball and, or who who he can throw the ball to and who he can hand it off to. Uh, let's start off with the one that everybody likes to talk about, Rob Gronkowski. Um, they say he's old. I say he's old, but he is only about twenty nine, and he's still you know making plays, catching balls. What do you think about Gronk? Um, he's not himself this year. And it's definitely noticeable he's not as quick. He's not – he doesn't seem to be just like an automatic catch every time you throw the ball to him. That being said, he had a great game against uh, the Chiefs. And, you know, that's one good game. But if 11 targets, I think that's tough to stop if they throw the ball to him that, the ball to him that many times. And that you can tell that he's getting to a bigger workload on the offense. Um, I think the game will come to part of him stop – whether they can stop the big receivers that Brady, you know, likes to throw to. That's a good point. If they can keep, I mean, Gronk is going to essentially force double teams and Edelman's going to hit you with the deep ball. That's usually time. how they get it done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such offensively. That's just, that's a lot of talent offensively and defensively. If I'm the Rams, I don't know how we can really stop that. I think the key to them will be have, they got to get pressure on Brady. They're going to have to force Brady to throw the ball quick. And he's he's been able to make mistakes this postseason. Sure. Uh, three interceptions yeah, already. And- not, that, not that he's played a ton of games, but, you know. Oh, no, just two interceptions. My mistake. Two interceptions in one game. I mean, he, he can make mistakes. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it can definitely happen. I would say, like, this is probably the hardest defensive line that Brady's had to go up against. Uh, I I don't really think that there was a team that they played. Maybe like, no, I I wouldn't even. I I just can't compare them to any other team that they played before. I just think the Rams are are that good, <clears throat> defensively at, at least. Like you know, with with their tackles, you had you had mentioned about you know the kind of coverage that Gronk draws and how it creates openings for the other receivers. Well, let's talk about that receiving core right now because I I personally think like this is probably the most underestimated part of this this Patriots team of this year um obviously you know we, we got the 
the regular white guys, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan. I don't know why I keep mentioning they're white. It doesn't even matter. Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, we know how good they are. They can catch balls. Um, mm-hmm. What I think is is definitely being underrated is the fact that, okay, Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, those guys are like flagship guys. They've been in the Patriots roster for years, and we know them well. Well, they also have Cordell Patterson, who is good. I, I think he's a step above capable. He's He's been catching balls. I, I think um, I'm looking – two receptions for an average of uh nine uh for an average of nine yards uh in the chiefs game and like you'll look at his regular season stats and it doesn't look too great uh i'm looking at him right now i know i'm not the stats guy but you know three touchdowns for for the year that's it's really not that impressive but he's averaging a good a good amount i mean he's he's averaging two yards over a first down every time he gets the ball and i think you know 12 12 yards per reception is, is pretty decent uh, Philip Dorsett is another capable um, is another capable receiver. I, I would say that he's probably better than Cordell Patterson, but he's had a touchdown in every single game since uh, since they played the Jets. So I'm looking at it right now. In, in the Chiefs game, he he had that you know 30 yard reception that um, that ultimately led to a touchdown, which you know I I think like. Tom Brady, because defenses will the the secondary, which is good. I think the Rams secondary is good. Will be preoccupied with all these guys. I I think that they're that they might be a little overwhelmed. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's basically what I'm going for. Is I, I think this receiving is good. I know we're talking about the Patriots, but if we're talking about depth and on the receiving end, I I just want to bring up the Rams again. Like you said, they've got their good guys: Cooks, Woods, Cooks and Woods, Cups out. But then Reynolds, Everett, Higby have been guys that have been getting praise. And Gurley, Gurley's also been great receiving. He has been getting the touches as he has since he's been injured. But still three targets in the last yeah. game. They're a good, I mean, a good they, both Both receiving cores are deep. And I think these two teams seem very similar on they paper. They do. I, I think you bring up a good point. These are these are very uh, comparable teams, I, I think. They, they can pretty much match up pretty well, blow for blow. I, I would say I think... Generally, this this Rams team has a better defense, but I mean that's just my opinion, and I also personally think that uh, with the rotating running back core, the Patriots have a bit more of an advantage there. But it's interesting you say the Rams have a better defense because the Patriots give up less points but have a slightly worse third down percentage. <laughs> I I don't know about which is interesting. So I'm just thinking it's interesting because it like narr- narrative said narrative says you think. Everyone thinks the Rams have a better Rams defense because they got the big oh, names. That's a good point. People are like, oh, you go Bears, Rams, Ravens is the top three yeah. defenses. Rams really aren't even in the top 15 in most important stats. What do you um, define as like most um, important stats? I, not important stats, but I think if you just look at basic stats, points per game, that's an sure. easy one. Just And not like you rate really opponents on that. Yeah. But that's a pretty simple. They're, they're not up there competing that's a pretty simple one, right? with, with some of the top defenses you're saying, right? Yeah, um, you look at their. See, you look at their pass. I think you look at their pass defense and their. Um, their fourteenth in attempts in yards given up, so it's okay. Okay, you can live with that. You look at the Patriots on the other hand; they're twenty second. That's not so good. It yeah, but it's not. The Patriots not. also force the team to throw a lot. Force the other team to make a lot of attempts, so it suggests that the Patriots are up big on more I, plays. I think, 
the biggest weakness of this Patriots team is their defense. And I don't think that's a controversial statement. I mean, who's their, like, go-to defensive guy? I, I know that's not what we should be pinning how well this defense is, but, I mean, like, come on. Is it, like, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the roster right now. Okay, Devin McC- McCourty, right, their safety, who's been able to, like, See, I think this defense is better than you think. Teams score on only 32% of their, their drives against the Patriots, whereas the Rams, they score on 38% of their drives. Hmm. That, that right there, the Rams, I mean, the that's, guy again, a, a, pretty, a pretty basic stat, but the the Rams rushing give up 20, their 23rd in rushing yards given up with 1,957. This doesn't include playoffs, by the way. It's just um, a regular season. But the Patriots are only... Patriots are fifth with a thousand thousand eight hundred three. Wow. Okay. Again, now again, you could right. You're because you're... the Patriots are are big in more games, so they're not running the ball; they're throwing the ball, which is evidenced by yeah. Again, you can, I mean, you can pick stats where you want to, but it, it doesn't it doesn't need to diminish that what that means. You know, you're still in the top five. That mm-hmm. that that means you're you're a good defense. Um. Yeah, I think there's a lot of little aspects about each team that people aren't really taking into consideration. I think on the surface, it just kind of looks like, okay, the Patriots are back and they're playing this like young gun LA team. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're basically, people are just kind of like picking apart what they've seen so far in the regular season and a little bit of what they see in the postseason. But it's like, there's so much more to both of these teams that really make it a, a bit of a coin flip. You know, I think, I think it's, it's going to be hard to pick between these two teams. Uh, let's let's wrap up going over the Patriots. I know we got a bit distracted talking about the matchup, but um, Bill Belichick, the evil emperor himself, uh, coaching this team once again. How do you think Belichick's coaching is going to uh, influence the outcome of the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I think I think Belichick's just too good of a coach. I mean, you look at the way he's changed his offense to fit into the Super is as the postseason's yep. gone. Not really as the postseason's gone, but to go into the postseason, they've run the ball way more in the goal. Which was the smart decision. Uh, in the red zone. Yeah, no, they, I mean, it's worked it out well. Has, yeah. eight, eight rushing touchdowns, you can't, you can't just argue with that. It's just, I mean, it's so crazy to me, like, how well they've been able to, I guess, accommodate and and get these wins where where it matters like they do every year but it's still just like jaw dropping every time we see it because it's not like any other team has been able to i don't know f- kind of flip the switch like they have you know and i i think that's always a credit to this like hard-nosed patriots um coaching staff they're they're always on top of it i i liked them when matt patricia was there and i like them now you know i, I think um I just generally think this this Patriots coaching staff is is always going to be like on top of the world. That's just how it is with Bill Belichick. There, you just can't, you know. There's no other team that can that can compare. I don't think they just do things. Um, okay, so we've been over everything, talked about each aspect of each team, talked about how well they've done during both the postseason and the regular season. Thomas, where do you see this game going? Do you want me to say how I think this game's going to play out, or who do I think is going to play? Talk about win? how you think it's going to play out first, and then and then we'll give out our picks. I think the run will be the most important. I, part I would agree. I, would I think agree. that's. I think that's. You can probably predict that from what I've been talking about so far in terms of how 
the CJ Anderson, Todd Gurley have been playing with that offensive line. Yep. And how much the Patriots have been rushing it, especially in the red zone, and how effectively they've been rushing it. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady's played phenomenally, 350 yards in two two straight games. That's incredible. It is. Um, but the Rams have a real weakness against rushing. They get a give up. They're thirty. They're dead last in the league in yards per attempt, mm-hmm. 5.1, and they give up 101 rushing. They've given up 101 rushing first downs this season. Patriots have only given up 93, so not a huge difference. So that, that's essentially negligible but and you look at in the yards attempt they've given up 4.9 and they're 29th in the league these are these are two below average rushing defenses against teams that emphasize the have emphasized the run to get wins over these past few games exactly and so i think the whoever can run the ball better against these below average rushing defenses will win okay so tell me how you think that's going to play out then i think there'll be I think while both teams are going to look to run the ball, I think that obviously both coaches are going to know that and they're going to look to stop that's, the run. Okay, that's, I that's what I was both, thinking, yeah. I think they're going to both look to try and force Goff. They're going to try and force Goff to make plays in the air. And while it seems dangerous to force Brady to throw the ball, I think especially in the red zone, they're going to they're going to force him to throw the ball and they're not letting the Patriots run it at all. I think they will go one-on-one all day with everyone, even Gronk. I think they'll gamble on someone trying to knock out of his hands. I do not think they will let Sony Michelle or Rex Burkhead get holes in the box. Like, get holes in the box. they're going to pressure Brady to make a play? Yeah. I, yeah. Which is a dangerous gamble because he's Tom Brady. And I, I don't think that'll work out for them. But I, I think that's what they'll end up having having to do. Yeah, I mean, if the run offense, if the run defense is just so poor. Oh, of, of course. I mean, like, I'm thinking like, if I'm a coach right now and I'm planning around, you know, based on what I've seen these past few games, why wouldn't you plan around the run? Is because both both of these teams have been utilizing it to no end, and it's been paying off for both of them, you know, really, really well. I mean, they're both in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I'm looking at this from, from a perspective of, well, the coaches know that. And like I do with any other football game, I'm always going to emphasize the quarterback more so than I am any other position because, well, they touch the ball every every play. And, that makes sense. You know, I, I think if the run is protected, which I which I definitely see, and they're going to force quarterbacks to, to make these plays, who do I trust more? Of course it's going to be Tom Brady. Like, there's there's just no question. Um so give me give me your pick. Just just rip the bandaid off. Patriots. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I I'm actually I was kind of surprised to hear you say that. I thought statistically you would give the edge to the Rams, but yeah, I I see the Patriots taking this one, and I'm it's not a comfortable pick, but uh, I'm very confident in this pick with the Patriots. Really? Why are you so confident? Yeah. Um, I think Patriots. I think experience does get overrated a bit in the NFL and mm-hmm. every sport a bit. Yep, and I might be overrated in this scenario, but the Rams have four guys who have been to the Super Bowl compared to the Patriots. I think thirty-six. That's a huge difference. Tom Brady knows what he's doing at this stage, and he knows how to play. Bill Belichick also very clearly does. And like you talked about earlier, the quarterback-coach combo: Brady, Brady and Belichick over Goff and McVay. McVay's phenomenal. Goff's good, but Brady's the best quarterback of all time, and Belichick's arguably the best coach of all time. 
Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard not to pick them. They're, I believe, one-point favorites. They're the favorites, I, really. I take them. That's yeah, I think so. I, I think only by a point, though. It's very close. Yeah, I... I think that combined with their offense, they're just going to be too good. I agree. Their rushing offense. I, I agree. I, I think there's there's just too much I've I've seen with this core team. And by core team, I mean, like, you know, Brady, Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, James White, Sonny Michelle. Like, this... Like both of these teams as a collective are very good, but it, it's just a it's just a thing where it's like Tom Brady always shows up, you know. These Sonny Michelle has been doing super super well, and well if he doesn't turn up, they have James White, and if things if things get blockaded there, well then they're just gonna throw the ball to one of their five great receivers, you know. And I I think it's the versatility of this team. Both of these teams are very versatile. And I think that's why I have a little bit less confidence with this pick than you do. But in in terms of like, well, which way is it most likely going to end up? Because I think the Patriots generally have more flexibility in, in the 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 good players they, they can make plays with. It, I, w- I would give the nod to the Patriots more so than I would the Rams. Um, For me too, the thing that really sells it is the defenses. I think the Rams' defense is overrated. It's got all those big names, but the stats just don't back up that. It's which good. is so interesting. I, um, you know, I, I didn't even know that until you brought it up. That what what are they not even like top five in points allowed or something? Oh, they're not even which top is fifteen. Nuts, which is totally crazy. I mean, why why aren't more people talking about that? You know? Yeah. And I think even though New England's defense isn't, oh man fantastic not as good as our bears they're still and they're not very good either yeah. like not to say not as good as our bears they're not as, they're not even i think they're a bit above average the defense i think i'd still take yeah, yeah i'd still take them over this rams defense so yeah i'm gonna have to go with okay yeah i think i think okay. patriots take this we're on the we're on the same page i'm uh delightfully surprised by that uh there are a few things i, I just wanted to uh to mention before we wrap up i i want to talk about basketball in some capacity Obviously, we know about Anthony Davis making that big declaration as it applies to the Chicago Bulls, but also as the league as a whole. What do you think the likelihood is that he would end up in a place like Chicago or, you know, if not there, then then what team do you think he's most likely going to end up in? What do you mean by a place like Chicago? Do you mean a team that is bad or do you mean a large market? Let's let's I, I meant I meant a team that's bad, but I, I think that, you know, the way I phrase the question could be large market, not, you know, maybe not great appeal other than the market itself. But I I get excited by the thought of Anthony Davis coming to Chicago, and I'm sure it would entice a lot of our listeners if we talk about the potential of him coming to Chicago, you know. <laughs> so what do you what do you think the likelihood is of that happening? Very high. No, I think it's zero. <laughs> he's coming to Chicago, boys. He's, he's not happy. He's a bull now. There's zero. I think there's zero chance the Bulls trade for him without giving up something ridiculous. And I don't. Which we're not going to be. Like, if we trade for him, we'd have to give up Markinen, Carter, and Levine, or at least two of those three. And I am not. If I'm the front office, I'm not willing to do that. Of course not. I don't think anybody in the right mind. I'd be, I'd be livid if they did that. I'd be really mad. Especially because we're just going to lose him. Um, you think he's going to end up at the Lakers then, like everyone's saying? I think he could. 
I think a lot of it depends on what the Lakers do this offseason. If he gets traded to the Lakers, okay, then obviously well, he's on the Lakers, so that doesn't right. matter. But his ability to re-sign with the Lakers or sign with them in the first place if he doesn't make it, because he's under contract for the rem- remainder of this year and then another. Oh, really? If the Lakers get a, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. If the Lakers get a big-name free agent this offseason, I, like, I don't think we'll have room for another max. I'm, I haven't particularly looked at their their books i don't know who they have to pay but i don't i'm if you're paying lebron those super max you gotta pay someone else the super max let's say you get kevin durant you gotta pay him the super max you're not gonna have enough money to pay anthony davis the super yeah. max it's it's weird so, i mean we know how hefty of a price tag he's gonna bring up it's it's gonna be kind of weird mm-hmm. like you know you're gonna be having to give up a lot of a lot of young guys contracts that really won't make up for anthony davis's super max like Brandon oh, Ingram, yeah. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, none of their contracts are like even comparable to to what AD is getting right now. Oh, you know? yeah. And like if you trade for all three of them, you might be like three fourths of the way there, which is really weird to think about. Because I mean, like mm-hmm. the Lakers, the Lakers are good because of obviously LeBron, but like it's not just a LeBron show like it was in Cleveland last year. It's like it's more than that. So, um, but you you think he'll end up on the Lakers then? Because I, I don't see him. I, I don't think see him really, with the Celtics. Unless he gets traded to the Celtics, I don't see him with the Celtics either. Mm-hmm. And I don't see the Celtics making a move to whether they know if Kyrie resigns or not. Because right now, if the <sighs> Celtics trade for him, they'd have to they'd have to include Kyrie in the trade. Yep. Celtics can't trade for AD unless Kyrie is in the trade, and I don't think they do that unless Kyrie resigns. Do you think Kyrie's going to resign? I'm, I think he will. Even even with all the buzz going um, around with him, eh, to... I think a lot of it depends on how well they do in the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree. If they get bounced in the first round, I don't think he's staying. But if they if they make it to the finals, I think it's he's a staying. weird thought, you know. Going that's obviously very easy. Yeah, I I don't know where the Celtics are going to end up this year, just because like I don't know. Hayward's been weird. Yeah, your boy is not looking good. <laughs> whatever, but I mean, like, and Kyrie just. He'll bounce back. I yeah, I think I think so. But like, it's it's just weird. I uh, people are saying like, oh yeah, the Celtics could get bounced in the first round. But a lot of other people are saying like, oh, they're gonna make the finals for sure. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I I really don't know. Um, I think the Raptors have more chance of making the finals, which is a team I want to talk about potentially trading for Anthony Davis. Mm. Just be, I don't think they will, but I think that'd be really would cool, be cool if they did. It would be very cool. Um. Now that that's dumb to say, just to be cool. But how would it have to work out? They'd have to give up. I think definitely OG Anubi. They definitely have to give up Siakam. Probably Fred VanVleet as well. And then if I'm, if I'm the Pelicans and I want picks, I wouldn't get Toronto's pick this year because if you get their pick this year and you give them AD, you're just getting the a top three, a bottom yeah, three pick, drafted. or I guess top, however you yeah. want to look at. A three, a one of the picks at the back end of the draft, so not a good one. But I think if you get a pick from them maybe three or four years from now, or if like, you just wait for it to convey into a lottery, have it set up, have the um, protection set up that way, I don't know. that could be a really good pick because if they don't re-sign Kawhi and they don't re-sign AD, that could be a really bad team. And that, if I'm the Pelicans, that's a gamble I might want to take. If you're the Pelicans, are you willing to wait that long? Um, like, if, I'm, if I'm the Pelicans... I'm not way, I'm not trading till this summer when the Celtics can offer me a a bunch of picks and young guys, not including Kyrie. Yeah. 
to trade. Yeah. So I don't. That's what I think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna trade him till the no, summer. They'll, they'll wait out. But I think we will know whether or not Anthony Davis is gonna be playing for the Pelicans next season. It's yeah. I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be either. I, I mean, like you're just flout. How long has he been there for? I mean, let's see. He he wrapped up college 2012, so like six years now. Six years, seven years. I want to say something like that. Yeah, he's I think been in the so. For a while, it's not like he's been anywhere else. And um, I I would say with most of these like teams that they're talking about, they they have to give up a lot. Yeah, seven. This is his seventh year. In the league. Yeah, I mean. He, I, I don't blame him. Why, like, not much has really come out of him being in New Orleans. They've tried to set him up with a lot, but really, you know, the Browns struggling, man. And um, he could benefit from going to a lot of these other teams. It's just like what they're willing to offer is, is a big question mark, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's uh, football and basketball wrapped up. Unless you want to talk about anything else, Thomas? Nah, I think we're good. Took took a little while, but... All right. uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy a safe and warm Super Bowl Sunday. Um, You know, we'll we'll either see the LA Rams take it, get a championship back in California, or have Tom Brady take it and add to his repertoire. Or the nuclear apocalypse in the game doesn't... And we'll see you next week. See you on the flip side. Hey, sports fans. Matt here. Thanks again for listening to the Windy City Cynics. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash windycc. Thanks again for listening. We always appreciate it.